1: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Carolyn Baker, who is the co-author with Andrew Harvey of Radical Regeneration, Sacred Activism, and the Renewal of the World. And today, we'll be speaking about taking on the challenge for a new humanity to emerge from these turbulent times. I'm speaking with Carolyn at her home by Remote Connection. Welcome, Carolyn, to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. It's wonderful to be here. It's my pleasure to have you. You and your co-author, Andrew Harvey, are encouraging us to confront our planetary predicament without delusion. So let's talk about how you feel this is a predicament rather than a problem. Sure. Uh, You know, problems are things that can be solved.
2: You know, you have a mess and you clean it up. Problem solved. But what we're facing right now is what is increasingly being called the polycrisis, which is a series, a network of problems that are all connected with each other and comprise something that's greater than any one of the problems. And we call that a predicament. A predicament can only be responded to. It cannot be solved. And so that's what our book, Radical Regeneration, is about. That's what Andrew's work and my work have been about for decades. How do we respond to a planetary predicament?
1: Okay, tell me, how do we then find what you might call our assignment within the response to our worldwide predicament? Well, I would say that, first of all, rather than
2: looking away from the crisis or telling ourselves, you know, that somehow our spirituality is more important and somehow things are just going to work out and not to be worried about it or whatever we tell ourselves, that we face the crisis head on and then that we do the inner work that this crisis is calling us to do. We have to accept the fact that somehow on some level, we have all contributed to the mess that we find ourselves in. It's not useful to beat ourselves up about that, but rather to look at what in us has caused us to buy into, you know, the greed, the delusions of our culture that have led to this predicament. And so Andrew and I, for many years, have been suggesting ways that people can work with the shadow, with the parts of us that we've sent away that we're not proud of, that we work with those intentionally, and then that we join with others who are doing similar work and can appreciate that work, and that we engage in the world in a way that we call sacred activism, which is a marriage of activism and spirituality. And that together, we stop looking at outcomes and just do what is being asked of us.
1: I think of it as two wings of a bird, let's say. Yeah. The one wing is our sacred spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. which is really important. However, if that's all we're doing, then we're kind of sitting in a cave and doing our practice. And the other wing is to take that practice out in the world in an active way. That gives us the flight, so to speak. Absolutely. Even in the midst of not knowing. So again, we don't know the outcome of this, do we, Carolyn? We absolutely do not. And. One of the
2: things that is problematic for us in Western culture is a place of uncertainty, of not knowing what the outcome is, because we live in a culture that says you must have answers. Of course, you know, when I'm interviewed time after time around the books that I've written and that I've written with Andrew, you know, people are always saying, what are the solutions? And I'm saying, I don't have solutions to give you. What I have are these tools and a lot of uncertainty about how things are going to turn out. But what matters most is not how it's going to turn out, but how I'm
1: going to turn up in the crisis. So many times we turn to what we call experts. To tell us, okay, here are the solutions. And there are lots of different ideas coming forth, and not all of them are terrible ideas. They might be some good ideas. And I think that you're not saying not to pursue something that might mitigate some part of climate chaos or climate meltdown, but the problem is so huge. I want to tell a story. Okay. Sure. Yeah. About This is about a report that I gave when I was in college, and it was many, many years ago, and it was about the Pave River disaster in northern Italy. There was a reservoir with a dam, and it was filled with water, of course, and it was surrounded by several hillsides, and it had been raining and raining and raining, and the experts thought that there might be some earth displacement here that will fall into the reservoir. And this is of concern for damage to the dam or whatever. And after a while, all the cows and the sheep and wildlife started leaving the hillsides. And they thought to themselves, what's going on here? And they checked to see if the earth was actually being displaced. And what they found out that the earth that was being displaced was so massive and it happened so quickly. The massive movement of the earth into the reservoir, the village downstream was wiped out in minutes, no warning, just gone. Why I tell that story is it just reminds me how we put our hope and confidence into the experts. But we're all experts. We're all the sheep and the cows on the hillside. Do you get my metaphor there? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, certainly we should listen to the experts. Certainly we should be very aware of the science around, for example, climate catastrophe, climate chaos. And we should work very hard on the local level to mitigate the damage of climate chaos and mitigate all forms of disaster or anything that is threatening our lives. Certainly work together in community to mitigate those things. But as you have proven with your paper, the experts don't know everything. And every time I go to the internet, it seems like I'm reading some headline about climate and it says, much worse than thought or more than anticipated. And so what that means is that the experts are constantly revising their optimism downward because the situation is getting more dire.
1: So tell me, Carolyn, what is your advice? on how we can live in this time of chaos and breakdown of all sorts of structures and institutions. So I would say first of all we have to
2: look at the crisis head on. I don't mean 24/7 we have to be preoccupied with the news, but we have to learn about what the issues are and we have to be aware and not put our heads in the sand. Secondly, We need to do the spiritual work that this crisis is calling us to do. We need to do shadow work, looking at what parts of me have contributed to this crisis. What parts of me are beautiful and good and golden that can help with this crisis? And then we need to marry our spiritual practice and our spiritual work with Activism and engagement in the world, in our communities to make things better. And always know that both the darkness and the light are with us. And that we are called right now in this crisis to hold the tension of those opposites. It's very hard work to do that. But that is the only realistic perspective that we can have going forward.
1: I'm thinking at this time, it may not be so apparent that we're in an earthquake zone, so to speak. In the late winter 2023, that terrible, terrible, devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria, in that disaster, more than 40,000 people died. So, that's a very, very real, very concrete sort of disaster. But we're in another kind of disaster that may not be so visible to us. It doesn't directly impact me. I mean, I myself have have heat and water and a shelter so i'm i'm not feeling the impact nevertheless it is still there and when these kinds of disasters come what i've noticed in a local area people come together yes just is a natural human tendency to come and befriend one another during natural disasters. It doesn't matter their race. It doesn't matter how much income they have or anything like that. People come together in a natural way. So I think that that is what you're saying in your work and Andrew Harvey's work, that sacred activism has to do with coming together with compassion and kindness.
2: Yeah. And, you know, to not wait until there's a
1: disaster,
2: to come together, but start coming together right now in the ways that call you to be of service in your community and just to other human beings um, and be
1: proactive in your compassion. Yes, exactly. So I just encourage people to pick up the book Radical Regeneration and really go through it really going into the dragon's mouth, so to speak, but it holds a hope for us in how we can be in the midst of all this dire challenge in these times. I want to thank you so much, Carolyn, for being with us today on the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you for having me. I've been speaking with Dr. Carolyn Baker, who is the author of Undaunted, Living Fiercely into Climate Meltdown in an Authoritarian World, and co-author with Andrew Harvey of Radical Regeneration, Sacred Activism, and the Renewal of the World. And they both work within the Institute for Sacred Activism. And to find out more about her work and her webinars and podcasts and articles, go to carolynbaker.net, and she spells Carolyn C-A-R-O-L-Y-N, carolynbaker.net. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org, where you can find over 1,800 programs in its archive. I'm Justine willis toms I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please join us again.
0: You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member,